Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Jen. And I'm Lottie. And this is our podcast about how we navigate the world of parenting. Now, this week, we are going to chat about a very big moment for me and my little man. And we're also going to talk about a very important time when we should speak up. And it's a very personal story of mine. And you're going to hear some pretty frightening news about your kids' playtime. You're listening to Jen and Lottie Do Parenting. Please note, Jen and Lottie do not claim to be experts. Excuse me? I have a beautiful boy. I am an expert. Well, I haven't a clue what I'm doing. I'm pretty sure we're all just winging it. Should we get to it? Let's do it. Can we start with our triumphs and failures of the week? We absolutely can. Oh, you're very excited this week. Well, listen. Oh, look at you gloating. You've obviously done something amazing. I haven't wolf has. Oh. So obviously last week I was speaking a little bit about um, Wolf's speech delay and the fact that I had decided to take it upon myself to do the course and to try and start helping them myself. He has started sounding out the letters of the alphabet. Amazing. Best boy, Wolf. Best boy. And he said yes. And it was a really, really big deal for us. We've had no for a long time. (laughs) And we started doing um, part of the thing, the speech thing, is that everything is a game. Yeah. Because they learn best when they're in that play mode. So we have a counter in the kitchen where he has a couple of little snacks, soothers, different bits and bobs that are his. So when he goes over to the counter, he can't reach any of these things. So he comes over and he'll start reaching and going, ah, ah, like he really wants something, but he can't say it. So I'll go over and I'll go, do you want a banana? A banana. And he goes, no. (laughs) And I go, do you want a Liga? And he goes, no. And then I go, do you want... And I pick To sleep in your own bed? No. (laughs) And I said, do you want... It's like a little pudding thing. And he looked at me and he, he was quiet. So I knew it was what he wanted. So I came down to his level and I said it again. I go, do you want the pudding? And he goes, yes. I swear to God. It's like a movie. I threw about 20 puddings at him. I was so happy. I love that you say pudding. You're so posh. What do you mean? What's, what? Pudding. It's yogurt. No, it's a pudding. It's a, it's a pudding. It's a, it's a yogurt. No, yogurt's in the fridge, Jen. A yogurt's a petty filou. Would you like a pudding? Pudding. Pudding, you know the little puddings like apple and cinnamon pudding. Pudding, pudding Lottie. Ah, would you get the boat? Anyway, big, well done. Big milestone. That is huge. Oh, listen. Did you cry? Did you? How did you feel? I, cr- I cried. Yes, I did. Okay, I did cry a little bit. I rang Fabio immediately, and 
I swear to God, nothing in my life, accomplishment wise, has ever compared to what it felt like. Like it was like an out of body experience. Well, you've worked hard. You've it's worked been, hard. It's been so much work, and to see it pay off. Yeah. And to see him, and to see his excitement, knowing he had got it, like because he got the pudding, was just. And then we were really disappointed in him when you took out your phone and trying to get him to do it again. And he he didn't do it. And he was so done with that. You're like, so it's like on my family WhatsApp. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to believe it. This is. And then, come on, do it again, Wolf. And he looks at me and he goes, now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, that is huge. So well done. Well done, Wolf. Well done, Wolf. Well done. What's your triumph for the week? Uh, It's pretty similar, um, you know, on a scale. Basis, it's pretty similar. I found a way to get my kids to eat the heel of the bread. That's not similar. Hear me out. So I'm in lunchbox hell. (gasps) So I have to make lunches every day. Now I have to make two and it's like, ugh. And there comes a point, there comes a time in the week where you're at the heel of the bread. I love the heel of the bread. I love the heel of the bread. My kids not to get... But now I just, I cut off the edges, I make them into little squares and I send them off on their merry way. And they're like, is this the heel? And I'm like, no, it's special. <laughs> it's special bread. Okay. Okay, so it's not as big as Wolf. That it no, can, but do they fall for that? They fall for it. Oh, they, wow. They okay. it. It's all how you sell it to them, it I is. find. Okay, okay. Pudding? Yeah, I know. I I keep saying Fabio because everything is so animated in our home at the moment. I'm like, if there were cameras in this place and people could see how we are going around at the moment, it's just we're like two delusional kids. You must be wrecked. Yeah, it's a, but it's so worth it. You get that you when when they respond, you're like, it's working, it's working, and it's just. Ah, it's just such pure joy. Absolute pure joy. Well, I feel joyous and I have a heart stone. So that's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. But I have a parenting fail. Oh, these are always way more fun, aren't they? They are because it's that moment where you go, I'm not the parent I said I was going to be. Oh, go on. I always said, I am never letting my kid get into this, this trend. Have you seen this trend where kids like to watch other kids on YouTube playing with toys? Yeah. It's, it's a big, big, big thing. And it's even as they get older then, it's kids watching kids playing video games instead of just playing the video games themselves or playing with the toys themselves. I was like, ah, this, what is that? That is mad. I'm never going to let my kid do that. I have a constant YouTube stream on in my house at the moment of kids playing with trains, toy trains. That is all my child wants to watch is toy trains being played with. And it's just trains going choo-choo. Yeah. That's okay. it. There's no speaking in these. It's trains just... don't do that anymore. Can I just say something on the kids opening toys on YouTube? Well, These kids are multi-millionaires. Sorry. Okay, hang on. These kids who open up toys, they make an absolute fortune, apparently. Right? They're making a fortune. I think, remember we used to think you'd have a little side hustle of selling pictures of your feet online? Yes. I think because you're so small and cute. Jan? No, this is a compliment. You could pretend to be a 12-year-old and open up like toys and dolls and trucks and whatever and make your millions. I actually... 
can't believe our friendship has come to such a low point right now. Okay, sell pictures of your feet because... Oh my God. That's easier. Okay, I didn't know the kids were making millions. They make a lot of money doing that. Yeah, they make a lot of money uh, open up. So, okay, up I don't mind Wolf making the videos himself uh-huh. if it makes the millions. But watching the YouTube things of pe- of older kids playing with toys that is a big fail for me because it was something I said was absolutely not going to happen yeah I I think two three year olds go a little bit nuts with the YouTube because it's short bursts it, it definitely yes. does makes turns them into like the exorcist Zombies. Yeah, and you try and take the, the thing away from them. I had, Florence was like, you know that scene in The Exorcist when you go in and her head starts to spin. <laughs> Full through And she vomits all over the place. <laughs> Florence was like that when I tried to take like the YouTube from her. So I had to make her go cold turkey. And that's mean. I had to, to wean her off. Crazy, crazy. But now I've kind of introduced it slowly, like she's learning to draw on it. And there's you can use it for really good things as well. But you just, you just got to, be with them and make sure you're watching the choo-choo. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because they can go a little crazy. Uh, I, you're going to love this. Okay, go on. What's your fail? My Snoop Dogg is sleeping with me in the bedroom. I knew it. I knew it. I predicted this from the get-go. You were so, so holier than thou when you were talking about getting a dog. My dog. Oh, I'm Jennifer Zamparelli and I've got rules in my house and that dog will not come up the stairs. It won't come you make anywhere. You sound like the witch from The Wizard of Oz. That's who I base you on. <laughs> you told me this might happen. And that's okay because I had two weeks of hell with the dog. You he did. Whined. Now, he's not in the bed, Lottie. He's not in the bed. He's in the bedroom. He's in the bedroom in his crate. So, and I will, I have now moved him, like I'm going to move him slowly, slowly. I'm going to start with the landing and then move him down the stairs and into the kitchen. But it's a process. It's a process. Do you process. or do you not put your dog's hair in a ponytail? It gets in his eyes, Lottie. He can't see. Mm-hmm. 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 He looks kind of cool with it, doesn't he? Uh, so I think your dog is fairly pampered pooch. He is, but his name's Snoop Dogg. So, like, he gets away with it. He's okay. cool. Okay. But he is ruining my sex life. I'm sorry, excuse me? The dog is ruining my sex life because when we get the kids down to sleep and we get a bit of time to ourselves, then we're in the room and then Snoop's like this. Oh, <laughs> this, okay. Yeah, this is a problem. He stares. Okay. So if the kids are asleep, I'm me and Lara on the couch the other night and... Sorry, you were on the couch? We're on the couch. We're getting a bit, you know... Fricky. Frisky, right? Whatever. And... Lau said he just felt this paw on his bare ass. <laughs> the dog is trying yeah, to join like, just in. Just turn around, just don't look at him. <laughs> He's in his basket, give him something. So we have these chews that he loves that will keep him, you know, occupied. But it's really weird. That was Snoop saying, get off my mommy. Yeah, get off her because he's obsessed with me. But nobody told me when you get a pet, they will stare at you. When you're having sex. Yeah, I could have told you They're that too. Weirdos. Yeah, I, I could help you with this They're one. Because freaky. it happens with all dogs, not just Snoop. And cats. If, if Fabio and I are and yeah. Boo comes in on the bed and si- Fabio go, oh my God, she's staring at me. She's looking at me in the eye. I'll just be like, well, don't you 
dare look back because these opportunities are Slim. few and far between these days, mister. So you ignore that dog and you just motor on. It's very hard. It's very... Well, literally, it's not. But you know what I mean? It, it's very difficult. <laughs> wrong word there. It's because uh, it's actually not because you have this little pooch just staring at you. I yeah. know. I know. I know. I know. What are you doing to my mommy? It's the oddest thing ever. So we have to get used to that. But we yeah. are getting used to okay, that. And we're finding used. ways. We're finding different shoes that he likes that will keep him occupied for, you know, three and a half minutes. I love it. I love it because it's just the complete opposite, Jen, of the kind of dog mom you said you were going to be. Lottie, come here. Did you hear? What? This is scary. A recent study says that children should be outside for four to six hours every single day. Apparently, children who are allowed this freedom of time outside, they get lost in nature. They get lost in their imaginations. They get lost in wonder says here, and they rapidly develop, okay? The current stats say that the average child only gets four to seven minutes of outdoor free play every single day. So this means that the average child is probably outside for 30 minutes or so a, a few times a week. It's it's kind of scary. It's kind of scary that they should be having this amount of time outside, but we're failing them in that sense. But four to six hours a day in Ireland is outrageous. I just think that's an outrageous. I mean, it's not the climate. I think that's a cop out. I think the You're climate go, is a cop out. There's no bad weather. There's only bad clothing. I am going to say that. I'm also going to tell you that Norway is the happiest country on the planet and their weather is worse. And they spend most of their time outside. Okay, it's probably a little brighter... No, it's not. Actually, they live in darkness. I'm pretty sure they live in darkness all the time. But okay. they do have the good gear. Now, I know it's it's actually really tricky to do when kids are toddlers. You just need to get that. You know that big onesie? You know, yes. You know, that I love one plastic of those. thing. They're amazing. And get out. Yeah. Or whatever. But I am in this amazing place, era, with my kids. What what is what kind of era? They like to play on the road with their friends. <laughs> on the road? Well, like outside. We have a little cul-de-sac. So they play outside with the neighbours' kids and they all go out. They have a den. They go on their roller skates. And me and Lau are like, oh, what? we have ta- We have an hour or two oh hours God, to cook dinner. Oh my God, that sounds like heaven. And they run in and they try and steal food and, <laughs> and they think it's hilarious. Bring it out to their friends. They do knickknacks. It's great. They make mud pies. knickknacks. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> you mad bitch. <laughs> He's five. He did a knickknack. No, he didn't. I was like, my Enzo did not do a knickknack. Fair play to you. D- did he tell you he did a knickknack or was he caught? Fucking easy got caught. But it was very funny. Okay. It was very funny. And I just love that they can do that. Those are the best times though. I used to love oh, just climbing trees. Do you remember when you'd play... Those games like Ibble Obble, Chocolate Bobble, Ibble Obble Out. No. My mother and your mother were hanging out the clothes. My mother gave your mother a punch in the nose. What colour was the blood? No, Lottie, I was robbing apples from my next door neighbour and egging cars. Oh, no. I was, or skipping. Remember skipping? Skipping. Skipping. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure I was smoking fags with young and fields. Okay, different situation. Different scenario. I'm still outdoors. Outdoors. You got to be outdoors. And then I read another stat that said 
over 70% of teenagers in the UK spend less time outdoors than inmates do. And they get about what? in prison and they get about an hour, an hour and a half a, a day. So what is it? Is it screen uh, time? Is it laziness? It's screen time. It's or And then there's this other argument because a lot of that is talking about free play. They need to free play. We're so structured in our lives now. Mm. Like we have all these activities and after school and obviously, you know, both parents, um, if you're, you know, if there is two parents are working and these kids have schedules that are insane. Mm. The women, the dance and the after school. And then there's the play dates. When the fuck did they happen? Yeah, see, I'm not at that yet. I'm not play at play dates. You, didn't you, you, you just used to knock around to your mates and go, no, I wasn't. Play? My parents had to know where I was all the time. If I went somewhere and I didn't go home first to tell them where I was going, there would have been war. Like my, my next door neighbour was my best friend, still is. And I would go into her house, even if we wanted to go two minutes around the corner to the shop, I'd have to go home and go ask for permission to go to the shop then come back and tell my mum we're finished going to the shop and going back into her into Aoife's house. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And she, ta- that, she needed to know where I was all the time. Yeah. I, need, yeah, I need to know where my kids are all the time. So that's why I track them. You what? I bought, I put trackers on them. What do you mean? They're called, they're air tags. No, Jen. One friend's out, no, one for Florence. I'm no. like, beep, beep, beep. I see them on my phone where they're going. Yeah. The, people buy them for their luggage. That's genius. It's genius to put them on your kid's shoe. So, sorry, hang on. I track them. Do the kids know they've air tags in their shoes? Of course they do. I'm not that bad. But they could just put the air tags somewhere. And run off. No, I'm pretty sure they want to be found if they go missing. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> what what gave so, you this idea? Are there other parents doing it? Did you hear about it? I heard a lot of parents do it when kids go to amusement parks because, you know, it's so bright and there's a lot of things going on. They can easily get lost and they can easily go missing or get distracted. But if you have them tagged, you'll know where they are all the time. 
You know no what I mean? Now my kids are pretty good. They always we have rules, so they always have to come in at a certain time. They can't go anywhere without asking us. They're not allowed into other kids' houses because we don't want kids coming into our house and wrecking our house. So we all kind of we all kind of keep an eye on. There's always a parent that's keeping an eye out. Are you obsessively tracking them though? No, I'm not. I'm always kind of looking out the window. But um, the the track is my friend has one as well for her kid who's like Forrest Gump. He keeps running off. He's he's like four, and like he, we get to a park <laughs> and he's like shum. He's like run, Forrest. He's gone. So it's great for him. Mine is a precaution, but I do, I do, I do like to know that where they are. And um, if we have the technology to do it, let's do it. But is there a cutoff point? When are they allowed not have the air tags? Like, what age can you take the air tag out of their shoe? Oh, the air ta- tag never comes off. Next stages, I'm going to get it embedded into their skin. You can't do that. You can't do that. Oh, I'm pretty sure I can. No, no, no. I think when Florence turns eighteen, I'll just get it. In an implant or something. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's not going to happen. Yeah. So you're going to have to let them fly free at some stage. Yeah, but the ba- yeah, you just got to gauge it and it changes and it changes so quickly. Like Florence is now, can I go down to the park down the road? We're like, no, that's too far. And I wonder what like tricky... air tag wolf when the time comes. I think you should. Really? I think you should. There's It's great fun and tracking. Okay. 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 Yeah. It's like playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> It's great. Uh, speaking of daughters, um, Florence is eight now. She's going to be nine. And When did that happen? It's so scary. I feel I have to be completely honest with her about everything. Okay. I think the only way I can navigate, well, I feel to navigate my parenting experience with her and being a good mom... The only thing I have is communication. Okay. Okay. Because I can't control everything. Mm-hmm. But if she knows she can come and talk to me about absolutely anything, mm. I think I'm on a win-win situation. That's a gift situation. So I'm going to say something that I've never really said before in public. But my name is Jennifer Zamparelli. I'm a businesswoman. I'm a presenter, TV and radio. Mm-hmm. I'm a mother of two. I have the most amazing husband. I'm very happily married. However, I was in a abusive relationship in my younger years. And I think people are going to be very shocked to hear that because when you first opened up to me about this, I think people have a perception of you as being this incredibly strong powerhouse woman really in control of her life. So for a lot of people to hear you say something like that, I think people would be very surprised. And that is the most nervous I've ever been in saying something. Isn't that crazy? Really? Yeah, because I suppose... Why do you feel like... Um, is the it a shame or a judgment or a... The reason I think you don't say it is because there is a lot of shame... There's judgment there, I think. Um, But I have constantly been made aware and been looking at stuff online about the amazing work that Women's Aid do and the fact that one in four women in Ireland suffer from domestic abuse or, or coercive control, physical, emotional abuse, and it's not going away. Mm hmm. And when I was going through this particular relationship, I was young. 
my excuse in my head was I thought I could fix him. I thought it would get better. He would always apologize. But it was a very, very toxic, frightening relationship at times, you know. And how long did this go on for? It was years. It was a couple of years. And it was hard to talk about it because you don't want to be judged. You don't want people to go, why didn't you leave him? Why, like this, this is why even now it's hard to talk about because I know people, some people will be thinking, well, why didn't you just leave if he was so bad and he was doing these things and me, you know, the thing about it is when it's good, it's really good, the relationship. But when it was bad, it was worse than shit. And I convinced myself and I told myself that he would change and that it would get better. And I was kind of infatuated with him a little bit and I was love bombed. And that's not an excuse. I mean, I was young, but that is, it's not an excuse. But the first time there was physical contact and physical abuse, I was so afraid to tell anybody because I felt so ashamed of letting it get to that stage. I kind of nearly blamed myself in a way. But why would you be the one ashamed? See, I find it hard to understand the shame because I would automatically think he should be ashamed of himself. But when I look back at that time and think of what I went through, it's like it's like looking at a different person. I look back at Jennifer McGuire, who was in that relationship, and I do think to myself, my God, how did she put up with that? Why did she put up with that? Did she speak to her friends or her family? Not for a long time. Really? No. No, because I'm going to speak to her like, <laughs> I'm going to speak about her like it's different. Because she was ashamed. She was ashamed to say anything. It was like, oh my God, I've let it get to this stage. You know, so I didn't what, see a way out. Can I ask what it took for you to speak up finally? I never forget, we lived abroad and he hit me in front of someone else. I did pick up the phone. I called a friend of mine and I never forget the kindness and the understanding. And there was no, because to be honest with you, a lot of my friends had warned me, you know, are you sure this is right? There's some red flags, Mm. you know, very gently warning me about this person. And had you just got blinkers? I had blinkers. I was in love. I was, you know, he was going to change for me. You know, it was only when, you know, we were drunk or it was really, you know, something crazy happened that he would lose the rag and that this isn't going to be my life forever. But these events kept happening and happening Mm. and they kept happening over and over again. And then I kind of got used to it. And then the makeup, you know, and, and then you forget about it and... It was a, it's a really weird thing to even talk about and and look back on. But I really feel it's important to say because women who go through relationships like that, they're not weak. They are in a trap, a web of lies, whether they're being controlled, you know, coercively or emotionally or physically or whatever is happening. It's a tricky thing to speak up because there's still a lot of shame there and Mm. a lot of judgment But speaking to my friend who really just was there for me, 
I went and lived with her. She took me under her wing and I kind of had to rebuild my life again. But there were still times where I wanted to go back and I still thought, oh, maybe he'd change. And that took ages to get out of my system. Because I was so, I felt I was so brainwashed in a way. He persisted with me. So initially, I was like, no, he's a bit older. I'm not, you know, his reputation, he's a bit of a reputation with the ladies and it's not really for me. And he persisted. He went for me. Which can I've be never, attractive. Well, it was, it was, yeah, love bombing, it's called. Love bombing, you know, like you're, you get all this attention. They want to spend all this time with you. They're telling you how amazing you are. And it was constant. I was bombarded with this flattery, mm. really. Mm. But there was nothing to it. Mm. Um, I would say he had, pro- he was a narcissist, you know. Um, because I would he say he's a lot that. of things. That he are- believed that. Um, I, and when, like I said, it was passionate, it was fun, but when it was shit, it was, it was horrific. But so I kind of kept brushing that off and thinking, this is going to get better. Did you have to cut contact completely with him to move on? Completely, completely. Um, my family and friends were a great support and kept telling me I deserve better. But really, you have to come to that place on your own thinking, I, I deserve better than this. It, I remember being when he hit me in front of someone else and I was like, this is not going to change. It was finally a realisation that this is my life. This is how my life is going to be, you know. I'm 20 odd. This is what my life is going to be in my 30s and my 40s. Living in fear, walking on eggshells. Is that how I want my life to be? No. No. And did no. you get help professionally? No. Psychologically, you mean? Yeah. Therapy. To talk about it with somebody, to talk about like... No, I kind of buried it for a while and threw myself into work. Okay. You know, I threw myself into work, started working in a sales company. It kind of gave me this drive that... And this sounds really shallow, right, in a way, but I want to be, because I was so dependent on him. I was like, I don't want to be dependent on anybody. Mm. Emotionally, financially. Yeah. And and that gives me the drive, or did give me the drive to work in marketing and sales for a long time and run my own business and all that kind of stuff. And then I kind of thought, are all guys like that? You know, is that what it is? And then obviously I met Lau, who is just an absolute dream. Mm -hmm. But I tested him as well. I was like, if I push him enough, wonder would he... So it was still in your head all that time afterwards. Yeah, because it's trauma. It's trauma there. So I remember we went, we first started going out and we went to a nightclub in Cornwall. Yeah, as you do. (laughs) Right, went to a nightclub in Cornwall. And I had a few drinks on me. And it was still kind of like, I really, really liked him. But I thought, I'm going to push. I Like, I wonder, is is he the same? And I remember picking a fight with him and pushing him and pushing him and pushing him. And he never retaliated or reacted. I was like, <laughs> did you come from outer space? It was crazy. Did he question why you were behaving like that? Yeah, he, yeah. And then I told him, you know, and it all kind of made sense. But okay. There are good people out there mm-hmm. and you deserve, if that's what you want, to be with those good people. Yeah. 
Nobody deserves to live in fear. To be walking on eggshells, you know, to feel like you can't say a certain thing or look a certain way or look at a person a certain way or give a friendly smile. That's no way to live. That's being a prisoner in your own life, right? And it took me a couple of years to realise this isn't how I want my life to be. But the reason I feel it's so important to talk about now is because those stats from Women's Aid, you know? They're shocking. They are shocking. 2022, Women's Aid had the the busiest year they've ever had. And I just want to say, if you feel it is not right, it probably isn't. You know? Yeah. And if you need help, Women's Aid, I didn't know about Women's Aid in my, like when I was in that relationship. Okay. And they have, womensaid.ie, and they have a free phone and a website and there's someone on the end of the line. And it's 24-7, it's seven days a week. And if you're questioning anything, they will help you work that out. And if you don't want to do that, please do speak to a friend or a family member. Or a parent. Or a parent. If you're questioning a behaviour, if you're 21 and you're going out with a guy and he doesn't and he blows up if you look at another guy and leaves you at the bar and walks out or if he slaps you or if he does or whatever, that is not right. And you shouldn't have to put up with that. And I think if you are feeling, if you're in a situation like that and you're feeling what Jen is talking about there in terms of shame or embarrassment or how have I let it get to this point and all it all it should take is hearing somebody like Jen like somebody who is one of the strongest women I have ever met and such a powerhouse of a woman in all areas of life in her personal life with her family her, her business how she operates like I just am in awe of you full stop as a woman If someone like you can open up about going through something like that. Come out the other side. And come out the other side. You can come out the other side. You can have a life. (laughs) You can have a successful life. Without that fear. You can have a nice family. You can be with someone who loves you and respects you and you feel safe with and you can be yourself with and you don't have to worry. Mm -hmm. And I felt it was important to say. So... There, I said it. Women's Aid.ie, they're amazing. If you need help, please ask for help. And that's all we've time for in general, Lottie, do parenting. Don't forget to like and subscribe because it really helps the show and we will be back next week with a brand new episode. We'll probably keep it lighter next week. We, we, well, listen. Might some lighten weeks, it up. Some weeks are light, some weeks are not so light. It's just real life. Thanks for listening to Jen and Lottie Do Parenting. We really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate and review. It really helps the show if you do. We'll have new shows in your podcast feed every Wednesday. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started.